Good afternoon, everybody. This is Woody with another edition of the Climb the Leaderboard podcast brought to you by Paydirt Analytics. It's Paydirt Analytics. Check us out online at paydirt.ghost.io. Follow us on social media at Paydirt Official on Twitter, Paydirt Analytics on Facebook and Instagram. Once you head over to the site, make sure to sign up for a membership if you haven't already. Only $30 a month breaks down to just a dollar a day. Get everything you're going to hear from me uh, over there, all of my projections, ratings, rankings, etc., as well as all of the Amazing James McCool sheets, uh, ratings, rankings, range of outcome stuff, uh, really just everything you need to climb the leaderboard on a daily basis. And speaking of James McCool, he joins me today. James, how's it going? It's going pretty well, man. This is uh, it's a pretty good day. I had a pretty good night last night, stacked up the Tigers with uh, Otane and, and Marquez. So pretty, um, pretty happy about the results from last night. And this slate is absolutely just huge so i uh, definitely need a little bit more uh, a little bit more research than i usually do yeah let's uh let's go ahead and keep it rolling uh if you haven't listened to the podcast before what i do is kind of go through the slate game by game that would be the nmlb main slate uh talk about top stacks and pitchers on both FanDuel and DraftKings. uh we'll go ahead and dive right into it first game of the night the washington nationals at the phillies in philadelphia uh it's going to be fetty against Moore. james any interest in this uh, yeah, I mean, the Nationals look okay. Um, on a slate this size, though, it's kind of hard for me to, like, want to go with a team that is rating that much farther down. Um, but the, the Phillies and Nationals both look okay. They both look like they're going to pick up ownership, though, right? So, like, Phillies look like they're supposed to be a top three-owned stack on the slate, and the Nationals look like they're going to get some median ownership. So, there's probably some other teams that I'd rather have in large field, but, um, I mean, I don't mind them. They they project fine, project like above the median. Yeah, I'm pretty much seeing the same thing. Uh, probably not going to have much Nationals or Phillies at all. Uh, Nationals, uh, my projections have a pretty good shot to score a good amount of runs. Same with the Phillies. But just for the ownership on this size slate, uh, not super interested. Uh, not interested in Fetty or more myself either. I take it you aren't as well. Uh, no, I mean, neither one of those guys ever really project well. Like I said last time when, uh, when Matt Moore was pitching, like, I think that price does need to be considered. He's 6,600. I only have him projected for 11 outs and nine fantasy points. So all things considered, like if he can go deeper into a game, then his projection is probably fine for the price. But, uh, I'm not super into either one of these guys really. Yeah, same here. Uh, let's go ahead and jump over to the Marlins and the Orioles in Baltimore. It's going to be Alcantara against Watkins. Uh, I do have a little bit of interest, a very minute amount of interest in the Orioles against Alcantara. Uh, some of their project- projections for me pop off pretty well. Um, guys like Mancini and Hayes, who I'd usually want to look to play against a lefty as well as Cedric Mullins. Uh, they're not going to be a top stack for me or anything, but they're about middle of the road uh just a lot higher than i'd expect them to be which gets me off of alcantara i don't have much interest in him uh no interest in Watkins for me and not excited about a marlin stack james what's your feeling uh marlins are okay orioles are okay like that it, it's wild on the slate because there are so many teams that have like a decent chance of scoring a lot of runs and i think that the marlins i have them at around a 15 percent chance score eight plus runs i have the orioles at like 11 percent so I, I'm okay with either one of them. I prefer the Marlins. Um, but Alcantara actually projects pretty well for me. Um, he's in the top half on the slate. So I would not want to 
I, I think that I'd probably prefer the Marlins over the Orioles, but for the most part, like there's nothing really to like here. Alcantara is a little bit overpriced on DraftKings. He's definitely overpriced on FanDuel and he would be the only one that I would really have a lot of interest in for this game. And he's just overpriced. So probably not. Yeah. I'm, I'm about in the same boat. Uh, there's options if you want to go really deep, but at the same time, uh, I don't think you need to on this slate. So we'll jump over to the uh, Brewers and the Pirates in Pittsburgh. Uh, just got the news that Anderson will be traded from Pittsburgh and scratch tonight. So not sure who's going to be starting for Pittsburgh, uh, but it is the other Anderson starting for Milwaukee tonight, uh, Brett Anderson. James, any interest in either one of these stacks or Brett Anderson? Uh, no, not really. Um, the Brewers project pretty bad as of now. Tyler Anderson's been pretty decent. Um, this is going to turn into a bullpen game. I don't really like attacking bullpen games, so. Not really a lot of interest on the Brewers, although they are supposed to be super low owned. Um, so they are projecting as positive leverage. Um, for either pitcher, they both look like they project pretty bad. Brett Anderson um, projects for about 15 fantasy points for me on DraftKings. It's only 7,200. Like, I could get down with that, especially since there's no more Adam Frazier on the Pirates. He was uh, a pretty important linchpin for them, I think, for their offense. So. Maybe some Brett Anderson at 7,200, but I probably would rather go Logan Webb anyway, so probably not. Yeah, this is just another game that's just not getting me excited tonight on a 15-game slate. Uh, happy to just move on. Uh, jumping over to the Cardinals and the Indians, uh, Wainwright against Quantrill in Cleveland. Uh, no real interest on either side of the stacks for me. Uh, I do have a little bit of interest in Wainwright. Uh, his price has gone up a bit, um, but – just another one where I'm not chomping at the bit to get anything in here. Uh, how are you feeling about this one? Cardinals look okay. Cardinals are kind of the same route as that Phillies national spot. Um, they project a little bit worse in terms of their eight plus runs percentage at only 15%, but they tie the Phillies with a 4.6% chance of being the top overall scoring team on the slate. So a um, little bit of interest in the Cardinals, not a whole lot of interest in the Cardinals. Um, and then as far as the pitchers go, Adam Wainwright actually projects pretty well for me. Um, I have him projected for around 20 fantasy points. So I, I think that he's priced appropriately on DraftKings, maybe a little overpriced on FanDuel, but I do have interest in, Wayne, in uh, Wainwright and, and a little bit in the Cardinals. Got you, got you. Uh, all right, we'll go ahead and jump over to the Blue Jays and the Red Sox. It's Ray against Richards in Baltimore. Uh I do have some interest in Robbie Ray, depending on where his ownership ends up before lock. Uh, it's just going to be one of those things against the Red Sox. They do have a lot of or a good, decent amount of guys who hit lefties pretty well, but Ray has been nails, so uh, he projects pretty decently for me. No interest in Garrett Richards. Uh, I also don't want to be caught stacking the Blue Jays again. They they do project pretty well for me, but I'm probably going to stay off of them. Uh, just because Richards has looked like a new man since the All-Star break. James, what's your take on that? Uh, I like Blue Jays. Um, I think, so here's the thing with Blue Jays. Like, I do agree that Garrett Richards has looked better. Uh, I can agree with that. However, uh, the Blue Jays are, are fucking good, dude. They are. <laughs> they're <laughs> they they're are, a good hitting uh, team. Uh, the only got, thing that's, that I'm seeing with them is uh, I'm projecting – them to be like the second highest owned team on the slate right now um and i mean i i do have them as my fifth highest rated stack so they're well above average on this 15 game slate um i just 
personally, I, I'm I'm not excited to stack them against Richards just because, like I said, he's look like a completely different pitcher. But you know, the projections are there uh, to go Blue Jays if you want to go Blue Jays. Yeah, the Blue Jays are my second best stack, and and I mean, frankly, that you consider them the best stack if you want to because the Twins are above them, and the Twins have some interesting projections. So. Um, Blue Jays, I think, are a really, really good spot here. Um, and I kind – like, the ownership on them looks high right now, but I kind of think that people are going to think the same thing that you do and be like, oh, Garrett Richards is, is looking better and I don't want to attack him. And it's like, yeah, Vlad Guerrero Jr. hits the ball pretty hard and like, <laughs> so does Teoscar Hernandez and so does Marcus Simeon. Like, it, it's kind of one of those things where they're not necessarily matchup agnostic. Like, I'm not going to use them against Garrett Cole – with without hesitation i'm not gonna use them against Degrom, but like against garrett freaking richards yeah i'll use them yeah it's uh it's definitely something you kind of got to put into perspective uh in terms of you know like you just said they have a lot of good hitters up and down their lineup and uh richards in a large sample size hasn't been very good so uh just a matter of you know kind of what's what you want to prioritize there but um yeah like i said they grade out as my fifth highest rated stack uh I do actually have a little bit of interest in Boston, depending on Ray's ownership as well. Um, obviously, Ray is a hashtag good pitcher. Richards is not. <laughs> so Toronto, definitely a lot more interesting. But Boston, uh, in PBOV, projected points, ownership, and value, does grade out slightly above average. So 15-game slate. It's not like I'm going to look to the go to them in SEs or anything. A lot of better spot, uh, spots on this slate, but it is worth mentioning. Uh, any, how's your interest level in Ray in this one? Love him. I have no problem with him. Um, I, I think the Red Sox, like, again, the Red Sox, they have some good hitters. Like, Devers hits the ball real hard. Uh, J.D. Mm-hmm. Martinez hits the ball real hard. Uh, but Robbie Ray, like, is not bad. So, it's kind of like the other side of this where I think that Robbie Ray, certainly, I think you can use him in any matchup. He's been fantastic. He figured out the walk issues. His strikeout rates have been fantastic. He's been going through the orders uh, very well. I haven't checked you the second highest on this slate. And um, the only thing that will hold me back from him is price. Like, if I can't afford him, then I'm going to drop down to Wainwright or I'm going to drop down to Alzale. But if I can afford him, then, yeah, I want to use him. All right. Beautiful. Uh, let's move on to the Braves and the Mets. It's going to be Morton against Eikhoff now uh, in New York. Uh, I really like Morton on this slate against the Mets. Uh, obviously, no love for Eikhoff and the Braves. Grayed out as my top-rated stack uh, going up against Eikhoff. Love Freeman, Albies, Riley, uh, really anyone in the top of that lineup. Uh, Going to look to build around them. Uh, how are you feeling about this one, James? Yeah, uh, with the news of Eikhoff starting, the Braves jumped up quite a bit. So they are sitting there now with very, very little ownership uh, and a 22% chance of scoring eight or more runs. Obviously, I think that ownership is going to jump up quite a bit. People know that Jared Eikhoff sucks bad. Um, so I, I think that ownership is probably going to jump up. But I have a lot of interest in the Braves. And, um, you know, for Charlie Morton, he projects as the top pitcher for me overall. And the projections have him projected for 39 FanDuel points, 24 DraftKings points. Uh, however, I do have him with quite a bit of ownership. So it looks like people are kind of going to be trying to eat the ownership there or with Kent Mater or Lance McCullers. So it's kind of interesting. I don't think this ownership is going to stick like this. Uh, I do think that we're going to see Morton probably drop down a little bit and see uh, Lance McCullers maybe raise up a little bit with uh, a couple of differences on the slate so far. But yeah, I, I like Charlie Morton a lot. 
It's definitely going to be an interesting slate to see how uh, how ownership changes as we approach lock tonight um, with all these different changes going on. And, uh, you know, just, you know, a, a couple of the factors that we've been talking about in terms of teams like the Blue Jays going up against Richards and uh, that type of stuff. But, uh, yeah, so sum that one up on my end. Uh, I, I do like the Braves. They grade out as my top rated stack. I love Morton. Uh, no interest in Eikhoff, obviously, and no interest in the Mets. Uh, moving on to the Yankees and the Rays, it's Montgomery against McClanahan. Uh, this one is interesting on the pitching end. Uh, I don't don't want to play Montgomery on a slate this big uh, unless you're MMEing really. Uh, McClanahan once again draws some interest. Both of these guys are kind of like mid range for me. Um, not super excited about them, but also like I, I wouldn't. You know, if you were to sit here and tell me that you were building lineups with Montgomery or McClanahan, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call you crazy. Uh, how do the, how do the two lefties grade out for you, James? Pretty bad. Um, McClanahan, like, so they both project for like fifteen point five for mm-hmm. me. Uh, that's fine for Jordan Montgomery at his price. It is not fine for Shane McClanahan at his price. So the problem is that both of them are drawing ownership, right? So Jordan Montgomery projects for 27% ownership on DraftKings. Um, very likely the highest owned SP2 on the slate. Uh, and I just don't know why I would eat that chalk. Like that there are, there's a multitude of other pitchers that you could use um, if you're looking for savings. Like Brett Anderson projects for basically the same. Uh, Chris Flexen projects for basically the same at 1% ownership, like Logan Webb, 1% ownership. Like, I don't know why I would use Jordan Montgomery at high ownership in this spot. And it probably makes so the Rays actually look like a team that I would really want to be using if I was trying to get some leverage. So I'm not sure why people are jumping on the Jordan Montgomery train here. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I mean, uh, Looking at ownership, I completely see where you're coming from. Um, once again, you know, neither of these guys are someone that I'm going to be rushing to, you know, get into my lineups tonight. Um, I can see, you know, with the Rays struggles against lefties, I can kind of see uh, where you're, where they'd be coming from in terms of wanting to get Montgomery in there. But at high ownership, like you said, there's just so many options that are similar or maybe even better on this slate uh, with it being a big slate. There's just, no reason to eat chalk for someone that you're not absolutely in love with uh, on a 15-game slate. Moving on to the Reds and the Cubs uh, at Wrigley. It's Gutierrez against Alzale. Uh, in terms of stacks for this one, I really like the Cubs. They grade out as my third highest rated stack. Uh, looking to build around Bryant and Wisdom. Don't like the Red stack tonight. Uh, I do like Alzale a little bit. Uh, He's above average for me in terms of pitchers. Uh, James, how are you feeling about this one? Yeah, Cubs look great. Cubs are a top stack for me overall. Uh, 7% chance of being the top overall scoring team. It's top five on the slate. So I I don't mind Cubs one bit. Um, They are appropriately valued by the field right now at around 36% ownership on DraftKings as an aggregate, right? So 36% combined ownership as an aggregate. Yeah. and I like Osley a lot too. I think that Osley is a, a really underrated pitcher. I understand that he has some splits. I understand that um, there are some question marks there, but that's why he projects a little bit lower than he usually does because of those splits. So I still have him giving up a couple runs, 1.83 earned runs, but 
the strikeout numbers are so good for Alzale, and if he gets the win and he gets through six innings, like he's going to pay off that price really easily. So I, I have a lot of interest on the entire side of the Cubs, um, uh, for the Cubs with both pitcher and stacks. Yeah, I mean, I think we're on the same page there. Um, Alzale projects about twenty-seven points for me on Fanduel, uh, a little over fifteen on DraftKings. So I might not uh, be as high on him on as you are. I'm not exactly sure what your projections are on him, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't hate him as a play if you want to spend down to him. Um, and you know, like I already, like I already said, Cubs grayed out really well. A um, few guys that I think will possibly have lower ownership uh specifically i think wisdom will have lower ownership than he should on this slate uh just from what i'm seeing on the early ownership numbers so that could be a nice little spot to get a little bit different than the field uh in your cub stack if if you're using them uh moving on to the d-backs and the rangers it's widener against dunning uh in texas uh i do have some interest in a d-back stack tonight Going up against Dunning, uh, he hasn't been that bad. I, I do like their numbers uh, going up against him. Uh, I don't love them. They're above average for me, uh, but worth mentioning. And Texas is kind of in the same spot, once again, above average. If it was a smaller slate, maybe I'd get more excited about these two stacks, but just so many places to go that they're not at the top. They're above average. I am not going to be using either one of these pitchers. Uh, James, how are you feeling? I, I have a feeling I know which way you're going on this one, but uh, <laughs> how are you feeling about this one? You know, it's it's interesting, actually. The Rangers project pretty well, but um, so to say the Widener. So I think that what what a lot of my models are saying is that uh, Widener is going to be fine in, in his stint up against the Rangers, which makes sense. He has good strikeout stuff, and he is projected well. Um I only have him projected for 16, but like I, I also have him giving up three earned runs and he's only 7,700. So like, there's a lot of different ways that you can look at this. Um, I think that Widener is a fine play. I think the Rangers, if they're going to come in as a highly owned stack, because they do project for 33% aggregate ownership, which is relatively high on the slate. There are other teams that I think are better plays than that. Um, I think that Widener is an even better play in that spot. So I think that I probably am going to lean the side of Widener just simply because he projects pretty well. Uh, and he is really, really nice um, pivot material off of Jordan Montgomery chalk and Kent made chalk, right? So he's right in between those guys and, uh, and he can take away a lot of the ownership there. So you can build kind of whatever you want if you use Tyler, Taylor Widener. So I like Widener more than I like anything else in this game. But I do like the Rangers as well as secondary stack if you want to use them. Cool, cool, cool. All right, we'll move on to the Tigers and the Twins in Minnesota. Uh, it's Alexander against Maeda. You did just mention uh, Maeda a little bit. Uh, he's looking to be chalky. He projects pretty well for me, but not high enough to where I'm going to be all over him if the field is also high, all over him. I uh, don't like Alexander. I do like the Twins a lot today. They grade out as my second uh, second highest rated stack. Uh, going up against Alexander. Uh, don't like the Tigers going up against Maeda. Uh, where are you at on this one? I like both the Twins and the Tigers. Okay. Um, it's kind of weird. Like the, so the Twins 
have a really hard time getting Tyler Alexander in the simulations. So their average fifth inning is only 2.63 runs. But then as soon as they get in the Tigers' bullpen, it's just, you know, bombs away. So then they end up with the highest average team score of 5.92 runs scored um, on the entire slate. So the Twins project pretty well, all things considered. The Tigers, on the other hand, look like they do a pretty good job of getting to Meta. Uh, and then they get in the Twins bullpen and have a slightly harder time. So um, they are kind of like they they look about the same against Meta as the Twins do against um, Tyler Alexander, but then they run into a harder bullpen. So they project a little bit worse. Um, both teams are totally fine. I think the Tigers are going to have super super low ownership, but they've been legit good. They've been an above average offense for the better half of the year. Um, and it, it doesn't really make sense to attack them unless you think that Meta is fully back in form. But all of that said, I think the Tigers are really, really, really good leverage um, up against Kenta Meta, who has looked good and is going to have a lot of ownership at that price. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you sold me. <laughs> Definitely a good spot to get some leverage there. Um, if, if you think the Tigers are doing, are doing well tonight, and like you said, uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting game. Um, you know, I, I like the Twins righties. Uh, I like Donaldson. I like Garver tonight. Um, it should be should be an interesting one. Uh, and the way you explained it was uh, really interesting in terms of the Tigers bullpen being very bad and then the Tigers doing fairly well against Maeda and running into a tougher bullpen. So uh, going to be very interested to see how that one plays out. Uh, jumping over to the White Sox and the Royals, it's Cease against Keller. Uh, love a White Sox stack tonight uh, going up against Keller. Uh, like to build around Anderson and Moncada for my White Sox stacks. Don't have much interest in the Royals at all. Uh, don't really love Cease. Uh, that one's just kind of more of a wash for me. Uh, but, yeah, the only thing I'm going to be looking to take from this game is a White Sox stack. Like I said, building around Anderson and Moncada. James, how do you feel about the White Sox going up against Keller? Uh, apparently not very well, which is weird because, like, <laughs> Brad Keller sucks. And I, like, I definitely understand that Brad Keller sucks. Um, the model basically says that he is going to get a lot of, like, balls in play and get a lot of outs, um, not a lot of strikeouts. So I don't have him getting blown up all that often. Uh well, I mean, I do have him getting blown up a relatively high amount, but like the most common outcome for him is between five and 15 fantasy points. Um, him getting blown up is a 14% chance. So I don't know, man. It's weird. Like the White Sox don't project especially well. It looks like if they are able to get to Keller, that they are going to be able to blow up that bullpen pretty well. So you have to hope for that. But And that makes sense. I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird spot. It's a weird spot. Uh, White Sox look slightly better than the Royals, but both of them are around the median outcomes of, uh, of the slate. Yeah. And I mean, the, the thing that is, uh, really pushing the White Sox so far up in the PPOV, uh, PPOV stat is that, uh, there's not a single White Sox that I have projected over 10% owned, um, on FanDuel or DraftKings. Oh, they're uh, going to be owned. Yeah. I'm they're not sure that's going to hold. Uh, just that's what. That's what my ownership is telling me right now. Uh, so, I mean, if that's the case, they're going to be pretty far up there. Um, but, yeah, you know, like you said, I, there's a good chance that changes before lock. Um, and, you know, like I alluded to earlier, there's a good chance all this ownership just 
is completely different by the time we get to lock. So it's it's going to be an interesting situation uh, approaching seven o'clock Eastern today. Uh, like you said, you have a little bit of interest in the Royals. I really don't. Uh, sum this one up from my end. No real interest in anything but a White Sox stack. Uh, they grade out as my fourth highest graded stack tonight for this main slate. Uh, moving on to the Rockies and the Angels, it's Gomber against Suarez. Uh, James, I, I know you do like to use Gomber. Uh, <laughs> any interest in either one of these pitchers? Uh, Gomber actually projects pretty bad for me. Okay. Um, so he he's way overpriced on Fanduel. Way overpriced on Fanduel. Seventy one hundred on DraftKings is more palpable, uh, but he still only projects for about fourteen. I don't have him getting the strikeouts. So his strikeout numbers have just kind of taken a, a nosedive in the recent sample. So it's hard for the models to have any real confidence in him. Uh, that being said, neither one of these teams really looks like uh, they are going to be able to crush this matchup. So um, I, I probably just don't have any interest here at all, to be honest. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Uh, this game is a wash for me. Uh, on a 15-game slate, I'm, there's going to be a few games like that, and I'm – I don't have any interest in either one of the stacks. Neither one of them grade out above average, but neither one of the pitchers grade out above average for me either. So um, it's just one that I'm happy to move on from and jump over to the Dodgers at the Giants in San Francisco. It's Orius and Webb. Uh, James, I know you said you had some interest in Webb. Anything on Orius? Uh, no, actually, I like the Giants a lot. Okay. Like a lot, a lot. Um, for whatever reason, my models absolutely hate Urias. They hate him. They have hated him and uh, and Hyunjin Ryu as well. Like, both of them just never look good in my models. I have Arias basically getting blown up. Um, in fact, when I go to the range of outcomes and I look at the uh, blown up percentage, which measures how often a pitcher finishes with less than five fantasy points, um, I have him getting blown up 16% of the time. So uh, it's pretty interesting, like, his range of outcomes. Like, he has a a 16% chance of getting blown up, but also a 3% chance of being the top overall scoring pitcher on the slate. So there's a lot of volatility there, but I like the giants a lot. Giants going to be way less owned. I think um, like I have them project for about single digit ownership and uh, I have them doing pretty well. So they're my, they're my fourth highest projected stack. And I like them a lot. Um, Dodgers. I don't know the the models don't really like Dodgers all that much. Um, Logan Webb has been pretty good. Uh, he's been somebody who I have utilized when, and he's been super cheap. So he continues to produce uh, and his price is not going up because people aren't playing him. So I'm very, very, very likely to have Logan Webb in my lineup tonight. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty much on the same page with you. Uh, I don't have the giants quite as high as you have them. I have them uh, well above average. They're around the same level as Arizona for me. Uh, so I'm not super pumped to play them against Oreos tonight. Uh, but they are above average, so you know I, I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind giant stacks. Uh, I'm not in the same place as you with Webb tonight. <laughs> he doesn't really interest me. He doesn't slide into the top four pitchers on either site. Um, but yeah, I mean, if there's one thing I'm going to be taking from this game, it's going to be a giant stack. So uh, it's definitely an interesting spot against Orius, and they should be really low owned. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I mean, nobody in that lineup projects to be, you know, over 6 7% ownership for me. So, um, and most of them are way lower. So, that's pretty good leverage spot, uh, pretty solid. But moving on to the A's at the Padres in San Diego, it's Caprillion against Paddock. Uh, 
I don't have any interest in either one of these pitchers. Uh, like I said, I'm trying to limit to four on each site. Uh, really, this game's another one that's just going to be a wash for me. I don't love the stacks. Uh, James, any interest in the pitchers or the stacks here? Uh, Caprillion looks great on Fandle. Okay. He, he legit looks like one of the best pitchers that you can use on Fandle just because he does have a long leash, and I have him checked for around 33 fantasy points on Fandle, which is – Really, really good for his price. It's only 7900 So uh, FanDuel, I like him a lot. Fan, uh, DraftKings, he's a little overpriced, 9400 Um, I can get behind it. I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm unlikely to go there rather than going with Charlie Morton and Robbie Ray. But like, if I am in that dead zone where I have like 9600 left and I can't afford Ray or Morton, and I'm like, well, I already have Adam Wainwright, so fuck it. Guess we're going James Caprillion. Um, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm fine with that scenario. So I'm fine with him. Um, I like the athletics a lot. Uh, Chris Paddock sucks, man. He he has been kind of like this. P- people have liked him because he's like a likable dude and because he, ha- he wears a cowboy hat or whatever. But uh, <laughs> he's he's just not – he doesn't have a repertoire, right? Like he doesn't have an arsenal. So um, it's really, really easy. He makes a change at the beginning of the year. He does okay for a little while. Teams get some tape on the chains. Then he's like, all right, I just have a fastball. And then teams just go after the fastball because that's all they can throw. So the athletics look really good. They're my third projected stack uh, overall. Them and the Giants both look like fantastic low-end options. Like, even if you want to eat the ownership on the Twins or the Blue Jays, uh, you can just pair them with the athletics or the Giants, and you're fine. Like, you can do whatever you want. So I, I love the athletics a lot tonight. Yeah, and I mean, that's, uh, you know, stacking against Paddock recently has, has made people a lot of money. So uh, definitely can't knock that. Uh, moving on to the Astros at the Mariners in Seattle. It's the last game of the night. Uh, McCullers against Flexen. Uh, I like McCullers tonight. Like you said, he's probably going to draw a good amount of ownership. That's the only problem. Uh, but he does project out as one of my top uh, top projected pitchers. Uh, no real interest in either one of these stacks. Uh, Flexen is a decent value play for me. Uh don't have him, you know, way up there in my projections. Uh, James, I know you said you had some interest in both of these pitchers earlier. Yeah, I mean, McCullers is fine. I, I'm not going to pay for McCullers over Robbie Ray, um, but McCullers is fine, and he's getting a lot more ownership. So, like, people just continue to disrespect, disrespect the Mariners, but they shouldn't. Mariners actually have a lot of power, um, and they have actually quite a bit of speed. Like, they're an inconsistent team. They're a team that can absolutely murder you. So I think that taking Lance McCullers or any pitcher when they're at high ownership against a team like the Mariners is probably just not good on a 15-game slate because McCullers is going to be, what, like 35% owned on DraftKings probably and like 20-something percent owned on FanDuel. So at those at those ownerships, I just don't know why you would go there. Um, Flexen is cheap and looks like a pretty decent option. Um, I haven't going deep into the game that the Astros – are a good team. I'm probably not going to use Flexen. He projects okay. Uh, but, I'd, I mean, I'm not going to go there over Taylor Widener or Logan Webb or Adbert Alzale. Like, I, I'm I'm probably not going to end up with any Flexen. But he's an okay option if you're having me. Yeah, and, uh, you know, kind of like we've been alluding to this entire podcast, really, uh, you know, it's a 15-game slate. So, uh, if you're not sure of something, then – uh, you know, no real reason to get off of uh, what you want to play on this 15-game slate. Uh, there's plenty of spots to get leverage, plenty of spots to uh, fit in high-projected guys who are probably going to be pretty low-owned. 
But that will do it for this one. Uh, James, I really appreciate you coming on as always. Uh, I know that you're trying to get on here a couple of times a week, so I'm guessing we'll hear from you later in the week as well on another podcast. Um, but go check out all of James's stuff, all of my stuff, everything we talked about, uh, all of James's awesome range of outcome stuff that he was discussing over at pater.ghost.io. Uh, like I said at the top, $30 a month breaks down to just a dollar a day. Uh, James, I really, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like coming on when I, uh, when I have the time and today I had the time to, to do this. So it's always nice chatting. Once again, guys, go follow us at Pater official on Twitter. 